0: Hey San Diego First Church family, welcome to our Connecting Points podcast here at San Diego First Church. We are looking at connecting the points between what uh, Reverend Mark Maddox preached on this last Sunday in the First Corinthians passage with uh, this passage in Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 21 through 37. As always, I am joined by our lead pastor D Kelly. D, good to be with you today. Thanks, Matt. As always, good to be with you. Uh D, uh certainly you did not preach uh this Sunday and uh so that was we were able to take in the the sermon as congregants uh this Sunday. Um would love to know kind of your uh, and Mark did a phenomenal job, I should say, just out of the gate uh, of preaching out of First Corinthians, a, a, a difficult passage but a good passage, some hard truths um, that need to be uh, heard once in a while. Um, but would love your Im- kind of your impact and how you connect what uh, Doctor Maddox preached on Sunday to uh, this passage in Matthew.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. It was uh, really nice to hear Mark and listen to him unfold uh, the Corinthians passage in chapter three. And there are a couple things that um, sometimes when you hear somebody else um, give their impressions of a particular passage, you see something that you haven't seen before. And I guess I just didn't even pay attention in this first Corinthians passage to the three metaphors that he highlighted, the distinction between the flesh and spirit, milk versus solid food, and then the gardening metaphor, um, that all of those pieces of imagery kind of gave a different take on the same topic over and over again, trying to get at um, the issues of unity versus disunity. And um, kind of, it felt to me almost like, what are the symptoms That we are exhibiting when we're not growing in a healthy fashion um, as God has called us to be followers and disciples. And so looking at that issue of the quarrelsome nature of the people in Corinth um, and the divisions that resulted. And so that was it was just a nice way to dig in to look at those metaphors. Um, But I will say that. When I'm looking at the Matthew passage, the connecting point that hits me right away um, is the story in Matthew, uh, pardon me, on the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus describes somebody who brings their gift to the altar and there remembers that someone has something against them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about on that yeah, one?
0: Yeah. I, and I was struck by the same passage in connection to the Sermon on Sunday. Well, fantastic. Then I'm
1: gonna let you jump in first here and tell me why that jumped off the page to well, you as a connecting point.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I've heard you preach on this passage before and and I think you and so you have plenty of insight on this passage in a way that um, I think is incredibly insightful. Um, and uh, for me, what struck me was that it, uh, it is the uh, awareness of disunity. The, of, of when we go to worship God um Jesus is pointing out that we should we should be aware of the relationships that we're in and if something is not right if there is any disunity as we go to worship uh we should go and make that right even if the even if the offense is um not something we have done but something that has been done to us um that we still should, seek after reconciliation um, as we think to worship God Um, and kind of gives us a, 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 not just a way to think about it, but um, I think there is even uh, some insight into the, um, the idea of um, that reconciliation itself is a gift Uh, that as we are, as we are giving over our gifts over to God, that we should remember that the the true gift is not necessarily what we're giving to God, but the life that we have and honoring the life that God has given to us, that that is the true gift uh, that is given to us and that we're just kind of representing it back to Christ in in our own, in our own worship, but that we take more seriously the, the reconciliation uh, that we are with God, that we should also embody with each other, um, and so kind of that's where my mind went was just that rec- that ministry of reconciliation that that God has called us to.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly agree with you, Matt. I had one of our uh, fellow congregants um, a few years ago highlight for me that he was under the impression in this passage. In Matthew chapter 5, that if you brought your gift to the altar, that likely that means to the people who are listening, Jesus give this sermon. That they've traveled to Jerusalem to offer their gift at the temple. And if that's the case, then the notion of remembering that someone has something against you would require you then to leave that gift there and travel where? Back to Nazareth, back to Capernaum, back to Magdala. Uh, This long walking journey that I have to go back and then plan another trip to come back down to Jerusalem to complete this offering. So this was no small um, effort that Jesus seems to be Um, indicating for the people and instead of getting caught up on how many days traveled this might be, it, it just seems to me that the important piece is Jesus is saying that division or contentiousness is such a huge problem that you need to make every effort go to every length to bring about reconciliation that this is no small matter in the spiritual life, that this very issue can cause us to become um, so delayed in our journey that we are missing out on God's fullness for us if we hold those things. So anyway, it just seems like this wonderful um, and powerful statement that Jesus is making, that Paul, in a very different way, years later, emphasizes to the church at Corinth, hey, I'm, I'm having to address an important issue, and that is how divided you are. And this division keeps the kingdom of God from fully coming among you in the ways that you desire. So I find that a very interesting connecting point. Um, I would also add, one other piece to that and you kind of alluded to it but jesus says if they have something against you and i think that there have been times in my life where i didn't know that somebody had something against me until far too long after the fact it's you can't go back and correct what you don't know obviously but it certainly calls us to greater awareness like how could i have not picked up on that how could i have not known that well maybe i need to pay more attention to the effect of my actions or how my cynicism or sarcasm or attitude with how i go about my work can affect other people so that they become very frustrated or angry And there could be moments where I'm unaware of what I've created. And it also seems to me that Jesus is saying, raise your awareness game. Um, Pay more attention to the blind spots. When you have friends and loved ones who point things out, listen and pay attention to how you might offend others, even if it's not all that obvious to you at the moment. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, it's as if uh, a part of the, the following Jesus is... Uh, taking down our defenses, our defensive nature that like we want to uh, be like, okay and safe and, and not have those challenges to our behavior or challenges to the way that we might have hurt somebody. Like we were very quick as humans just to like build the walls and go like, well, it's not me. It's them. And I think that this first part of the, the passage. And I think the other four kind of um uh, uh uh things that Jesus addresses in this passage, that of uh adultery and lust, that of divorce, that of swearing, that uh, like not swearing as in cursing, but swearing as in like uh promising or uh, uh, giving an oath. Um they they have a lot to do with like defensiveness that there's a challenge to um how we look at each other and how we how we relate to one another are we objectifying one another are we and th- those are ripe for like our own defensiveness of going like well um there could be a lot of victim blaming in those situations or a lot of like well it's not me it's her uh and and i think across the board in in these in these four um moments in Christ's teaching it, it is a, a a deep sense of awareness of how your actions or uh, the way you speak to one another or the way that you puff up uh it, it, it distracts from the kingdom or it, yeah. it enables you to miss the the whole of what's going on and uh and hurt others in the meantime of, of creating more disunity in, in one's behavior or speech, or uh, just in the way that we are uh, um uh, can lust over people and items and lifestyles and patterns and wealth and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think it is a real check on uh, our own awareness and our own uh, uh, we might say emotional intelligence. Yeah, Uh, that's a great
1: phrase that's been used more recently and probably um, in a very good way to raise our own awareness. I think one of the um, kind of go-to problems of humanity is self-justification. And um, when that then becomes part of the journey of faith of Christians, one of the self-justification tactics is to point to the ways in which we are fulfilling the law. Um, Psalm 119 was another one of the readings for this week. And Psalm 119, the longest um, Psalm in uh, scriptures goes on and on and on about keeping the law, the word of the Lord, the law of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord. I meditate on them day and night, but, it's easy to forget that the whole purpose of the law is to lead us to love God and love others. And so the division in the, Corinth, the Corinthian church and the kind of issues that Jesus addresses on the Sermon on the Mount is zeroing in on how we treat others and betray our lack of understanding that the whole purpose of the law was to guide us toward being better at loving other people, not using the law to justify ourselves. Yeah, And in order to do that, I think you spot on that phrase that's becoming more and more popular. We have to have greater awareness, greater emotional intelligence um, so that we can perceive those things that are hindering that from happening.
0: Yeah, not that it is another thing to fulfill, but it is a, a greater way of... Of fulfilling that gift of love absolutely it's not a like a so now you have to become aware so that you fill another role or another this is another uh hoop to jump through or another way to feel bad about yourself but rather a, a, a way of of greater engagement of the task of love
1: yeah yep and the corresponding blessing that comes with
0: love yes Mm -hmm. well d there this is a a a whole place that we could uh gather and learn more from the intersection between first corinthians and matthew um and i hope those who listen to this uh add their own to it and uh see other ways that this might connect to their own life and what god is calling them to do as always d it is a pleasure to be with you Hope you're doing well. Thanks, Matt. Look forward to the next time we get together. Yes. Chat with
1: you soon.